You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team welcome in to the fly the w podcast this is season one episode seven we're calling this one rebuild with a capital r emphatically a capital r i'm dustin rhodes executive producer for the mully and haw show earlier today some big news at 670 the score and for myself and the mully and haw show mully and haw will now be 5 30 to 10 on 670 the score, followed by Dan Bernstein and Lawrence Holmes. They will now be 10 to 2, leading into Parkins and Spiegel. And then yours truly will be hosting from 5 a.m. to 5:30 a.m. as the host of the Mully and Haw pregame show. Of course, 670 the score is also your radio home of Chicago Cubs baseball. And as always, and happily to be joined by my buddy Crowley. Crowley. How are you doing? Uh, you can follow me at Crawley's Cubs. You can also follow us on Twitter at FlyTheW670 and our new email account, FlyTheW670 at gmail.com and the new Instagram, FlyTheW670. I am excited, Dustin, because now I can call very early and just talk to you and we can we can do segments, man. Listen to that. Absolutely. If you're up at, uh, if you're up at 5 a.m., which uh, we hope you are, give us a call into the studio. You can text the studio and uh, I'm be happy to talk with you for that 30 minutes before Mully and Haw get going. As we said, this is episode seven and we are calling this one rebuild with a capital R the Padres in town for a four game series. And it has not gone well so far. Game one Cubs fall four to one. And that was the U Darvish game back at Wrigley field. And that was actually, so in the last episode, we talked about it. Crowley, you were half right and half wrong, and I guess I was half right and half wrong. So Darvish had been back to Wrigley Field, but that was actually the first time he's pitched at Wrigley Field. And you actually were in the house, and that was the night we had that crazy weather, right? Yeah, that was like Armageddon. It looked like the upside down. Wrigley has their uh, promotional days wrong because Sunday is the upside down day, but it felt that way on Monday because there was tornado sirens blaring, and uh, they got all of us evacuated down to the lower half of the bowl. It, it, the clouds were just crazy. It was insane. Now, did I miss you in your head? Did you get a hat? That's the big question. Did you get a? Did you get the Cubs cowboy hat? 
I did get the cowboy hat, so I figured if I was going to die, I was going to die with my boots on, literally and figuratively, so it was all good. <laughs> my 15-year-old daughter was actually at that game as well with a group of friends for a birthday, and um, because they're underage, they would not give them the giveaway because it was the Cubs and Bud Light, I believe, was on the band of the cowboy hat. Is it Bud Light? Am I right about that? It was Jack Daniels, but I may okay. be off. Okay. But it, well, alcohol. It was, it was yeah. alcohol. So they they – Somehow she got somebody sold her the hat for three bucks. I don't know what you can get at Wrigley Field for three bucks, but it's not much. So either they really didn't want that hat or they were desperate for three dollars. And if you're already inside Wrigley Field, I doubt that you are desperate. But then so she's texting my wife because of the weather. And of course, my wife's concerned. And we knew the mom that was part of the birthday party and all that. So we we felt comfortable. And um then all of a sudden she calls me and my wife's like, oh, really nice. She's texting me, but she calls you. And before she left, I had said to her, I said, Delaney, if anything crazy happens and you need something, call me because I do know a couple of people that will be at the game. So she calls. Yeah. Hey, dad. Yeah. Uh, do you know anybody that might have access to a suite right now that we could go into during the storm? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, maybe I do. But guess what? I am not reaching out because this is not an emergency but the cubs right now crowley they feel like they are in the state of emergency so let's go back into that first game let's talk about what you saw out of darvish and what you saw from the cubs that night well darvish is exactly what i talked about in the last episode he's just a really solid pitcher that keeps you guessing because of his variety of pitches he went eight innings. He threw over a hundred and I forget over at 108 pitches, but he was, he was out there, but he only gave up five hits, one run, uh, a solo home run to Jan Gomes and uh, had seven K's at least on a positive note, Justin Steele followed up that good Cardinals start with another good start versus the uh, Padres. We're going to be talking about all the games in the series, but this is the one game so far not including today that the Cubs did not get blown out and they lost four to one, but it wasn't Steele's fault. He gave up seven innings. He went seven innings pitched, gave up six hits, one run with three K's and that one run that scored against him. It just was just, you know, top of the third, two outs, uh, jerks and Profar hit a bloop double, didn't hit it with any kind of authority, just hit it where they weren't. He gets to double and Jerry Croningworth, who wasn't hitting that much before this series singles to left, tie it at one. And, Cronenworth has just been absolutely destroying the Cubs, this uh, homestand. I was thrilled with what I saw out of Steele. That was a really good effort by him. He had an issue on his hand. He got hit in the hand. He had a blister on his hand. He really toughed it out. I really, really, really liked what I saw out of that young man. Probably, if not the best, the best thing I've seen so far from the Cubs in the first three and a couple of innings of a game so far. So that was, that was game one. Now um, in, in game one though, keep in mind, you're going to see a trend start here. And that said, Steele went seven innings, which was good, but the bullpen and more specifically Rowan Wick gave up three runs, you know? So at that point, that's, that's the scoring right there. The eighth inning, he takes the loss, but the bullpen is just absolutely going to be hit like a pinata in this series. Yeah, absolutely right. Also in this game, now, Jan Gomes, if I remember right, Jan Gomes caught game one, correct? And then in game two, or was it vice versa? Him and Contreras have been switching off, catching and DHing. Yeah, they've been switching off. And so in that game, I believe uh, Gomes was catching, I believe. 
Okay. So that's something else that I want to get into as we go through this. All right. Game two was also something I was really looking forward to, despite the fact that they lost game one, because Kyle Hendricks finally got back on the hill. First start since June the 1st, and it went pretty well, right, Crowley? Decent start. No complaints. He went five innings pitch with four hits. Uh, he gave up uh, one run, six Ks. I mean, he looked good, um, just like Steele did the night before. But once again, the bullpen just couldn't hold it down, especially uh, Wilson Contreras just came out in the first inning. He hits a home run. And then in the third inning, he hits a two-run blast with Morell on for the ride. So the Cubs are up to three-nothing lead, eventually gets up to four-nothing, a half single. And you're sitting there thinking like, all right, the Cubs are you know going to end this losing streak and uh, no worries, but uh, it wasn't to happen. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, it wasn't going to happen. The Cubs eventually would get up five to nothing. Then they would take... They would take Kyle Hendricks out. And we had Tommy Hadovy on today on the Mully and Haw show and just said the reason that they did what they did is this was his first game back, as I had mentioned, since June 1st. They wanted to win that game, but they couldn't just let Kyle Hendricks throw an infinite amount of pitches. So they were right about where they wanted to be with him. He had a runner on second. He came out of the game, and then the wheels just absolutely positively fell off of that bullpen. It was almost like you couldn't make it up. It was so bad. A 5 nothing lead turns into a 12-5 to loss for the Cubs in game two. That was, you know, and and I don't know what they're, why they chose to pull, to let Hendricks start the inning and then pull him if he was fatigued or running out of gas. And then uh, why not give the reliever – a clean inning, I guess, would have been my question. So they they called in Chris Martin uh, to to come in after they pulled Hendricks, and I just don't understand why they didn't give him a clean inning. I don't know if that was going to change anything or not, but uh, it was definitely frustrating. You know, the bullpen gave up four runs in the sixth, six in the seventh inning, and then one in the eighth, one in the ninth. I mean, that was just absolutely awful, and, and that was 11 runs given up by the bullpen plus the three the night before. So that's 14 runs in two games given up by the bullpen. Yeah, Michael Givens was no good. It was just it was just bad, just bad all around. I, I actually fell asleep watching that game, and as I fell asleep, I thought that they would actually hang on. Maybe they would win the game five to four or something, and then waking up to see 12 to five, I was like, oh, my goodness gracious because that was one that they could have hold on to win and like you had mentioned break that losing streak fly the w which is what we're all about but unfortunately that did not happen but the good news was Hendricks came out of it looking pretty good um worked up a nice sweat i mean i think if you just moved an inch outside on tuesday night you would have been sweating so now we get into game three and the great news after game two it started circulating that there was a good chance that caleb killian would get called up for his second big league start. Indeed, he did, and Crowley, it didn't exactly go as well as it did when he made his debut 
on a couple Saturdays back out at Yankee Stadium on national television. It was a bizarre game, you know, when I when, when that lineup came out and David Ross had three catchers in the lineup with P.J. Higgins and Jan Gomes and Wilson. I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? This is just some, now he's just picking names out of a hat. Uh, Killian didn't have command even from the beginning. He was throwing a lot of pitches. He couldn't get the ball down. He was just too high, too high, too high. And, and, and one thing that you've seen with a, especially the first inning and for a lot of these starts is that the Cubs pitchers are throwing a lot of pitches and they're gassed by the fourth, fifth inning. And you kind of saw that with Caleb Killian. It was um, hard to see, but, uh, you know, when he's knocked out of the game, the Padres have a 5-4 lead. It's not insurmountable, right? No, not at all. Not at all. Not that, that is something they could have definitely come back from Crowley. And then all of a sudden the bullpen comes in and here we go again. They scored the Padres score six in the fifth, 10 batters came to the plate. The team hit for the cycle off Daniel Norris and Rowan wick. And I'm still trying to figure out how Clint Frazier gets DFA, but Daniel Norris still has a roster spot. I mean, that guy is just absolutely brutal. Oh, he is hot garbage. And that is a great question. Why, why in the world Frazier's gone and that guy is still here. Not only that, we get to see Frank Schwindel on the mound again. We've Ooh. talked about this, and it's it's not funny. It's not cute. This is just stupid. He gave it three runs in the ninth, 14 runs given up by the Cubs bullpen that day. So that puts our grand total at this point of to 29 runs so far in three games given up by the bullpen. Just Just a bad, bad bullpen right now. All right, so – that's nine losses in a row, Crowley. We do a podcast called Fly the W. As we are recording this podcast, the Cubs are playing game four of the series against the Padres, and so far it's not going the Cubs' way. During the nine-game losing streak, check this stuff out. They have been outscored 84-26. to 26. That's not good. And in the last 162 games, Crowley, 59 and 103. So as play started today, game four against the Padres and the Cubs last 162, they are 59 and 103. That's awful. It, it really truly is. And, and when I was on Twitter last night, I said, when is somebody going to come out and say something? Not David Ross with his manager gobbledygook. I want to hear from uh, I want to hear from Jed. I want to hear from Carter Hawkins, which I would say 90% of Cub fans, 95, don't even know what the guy looks like. They they have so little interaction with them. Tom Ricketts, I wanted somebody to come out and say something because this is just bad. And then I looked at the lineup today for game four. You had Swarmer versus uh, Musgrove. And so far it's a 3-2 game, but the bullpen isn't involved yet, and Swarmer's throwing a ton of pitches, so good luck with that. But I look at the lineup, and, and here's who your seven, eight, nine batters are. B.R., Hayward, and Simmons. Now, Simmons did get an RBI single. Congratulations. But how can you literally just go to a game that, you know, you're trying to stop a 10 games hitting streak and you got three guys with these are their batting averages for VR 215, Hayward 209, and Simmons 173. I mean, that's Not like good. three easy outs. And so, you know, I, I was glad to hear that Jed Hoyer was going to meet the media. I didn't expect him to tell me anything life shaking, but at least he came out. That's right. He did come out. 